Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Welcome to mini episode 266 of Real Life Ghost Stories. And I have two spooky stories for you today. And the last story comes from the 7th of February 2023. And story number one comes from Kelly. I grew up in what I am convinced is a haunted house. Over the years, all four of my family members had their own spooky stories to tell about the old house. Although my parents always found some way to shrug those experiences off as nothing. The most memorable of my experiences happened when I was around 11 years old. I was always afraid of the dark and absolutely hated sleeping alone because of the strange things that would happen in that house. I never felt alone or at peace there. One night I woke up to my mother sitting on the edge of the bed saying my name over and over again. Only my mother is not dead and therefore could not have been a ghost. It was an apparition that took the form of my mother and she was outlined all in blue and softly glowed. I sat right up and stared in disbelief listening to her call my name until she finally disappeared a few moments later. Not too long after that I woke up again to the image of my mother, but this time it was much more frightening. She was not glowing blue and appeared more solid. She was standing over me looking down at me with exaggerated bulging eyes. I felt trapped, too scared to move because of her stance. I just laid there frozen in fear until the apparition disappeared. It should be noted that both times I shared these experiences with my mother. She was deeply religious and believes that all ghosts, spirits and what have you are demons in disguise. So she would find any excuse to brush off my encounters as being nothing more than my imagination or my sleepy brain imagining things. She didn't even want to consider the possibility of spirit or anything else. I personally do not share her beliefs and I'm fascinated with the spiritual world. I had one final run-in with the ghostly image of my mother. I woke up to her standing in my bedroom doorway, repeating my name softly over and over again. This time she looked more like my mother's true image than ever before. However, she still had a soft glow to her. I sat up and said, Mom? I was confused, thinking it maybe actually was my mother standing there. Then, as always, after a few moments, she just disappeared before my eyes. The next morning, my mother said, I heard you say my name last night from your bedroom. Is everything okay? I went on to explain that whatever I had been seeing was back again, and that's who or what I had been talking to. I've thankfully never had another experience like that again, but I've always wondered why this thing would choose to look like my mother. I cannot dismiss the experiences of sleep paralysis either since I was able to move just fine. I've had sleep paralysis before and this is completely different. 
I've been baffled by this for so long and I'm curious if any of your listeners have a similar story where a spirit seems to imitate someone close to you. So Kelly, you'll be glad to know this is something that comes up quite regularly in the podcast. Although I don't know if you will be glad to know that or not because I'm certainly not glad to know it. And personally, although I respect everyone's beliefs, I just don't believe that it's demons. I just think that if demons were knocking about on earth, they'd have more sophisticated ways to be messing with people's heads. So I decided to have a look online and see what I could find about these mimicry hauntings. You know, what does it mean if something is mimicking the voice or the appearance of one of your loved ones? And to be honest, there aren't really any definite answers or even suggestions, except there are tons and tons of people online who have experienced this or something similar. And I found this post on an Unexplained Mysteries forum. And I mean, it's all the way from back from 2008. And somebody posted asking, hey, you know, this is the experience that I'm having of an entity mimicking my loved ones. Like, does anybody have any idea what this means? And people couldn't really say what it means, but they all talked about having similar experiences. And one person posted and said that it sounds like an elemental haunting. So this person suggested, now listen, this is just a person on a random forum commenting on the internet. They suggested it was an elemental haunting. Now I didn't know what an elemental haunting is, but apparently it's a non-human haunting. That doesn't mean it's like a demon or anything like that. Um, It's basically not the spirit of a person who has passed away, right? And they went on to say an elemental is a gathering of energy, usually a sustained gathering of negative energy over a long period of time in a particular location. And then it takes the form of an intelligence of its own. And that in itself, to me, seems to be a pretty interesting concept, right? That if you have, I mean, we've talked about this numerous times on the podcast, where people talk about how they're going through a really stressful home situation or, you know, tons of different reasons as to why. And then weird things started happening. I mean, maybe maybe those things are elemental hauntings. And maybe if it's a non-human haunting, as in it's, you know, created of human feelings and emotions and negative energy rather than being the spirit of somebody who has died, maybe then it can take on different forms like the voice of a loved one or the spectral image of a loved one who is still alive. Did I just solve science? Yes, I did. And Kelly, I wonder if it's worth thinking about, like, what was going on in your house at the time? Was there was it a particular period of stress or was everything all good? Did you know about the history of the house? You know, I wonder if negative energy had built up from families previous in the house. You just don't know. And while I was looking, I did just I found this post on Reddit, this comment on Reddit from a user called Savage Wolf 1977. And it's from five years ago. Uh, but I just thought it's worth reading out just for the sake of it. I lived in a haunted house for a while. It was a 150-year-old farmhouse and the basement had a dirt floor and a deep 30-foot well. I've posted about it a few times. One of the phenomena that we were experiencing was everyone in the house, including visitors, would hear their names called from the basement on a fairly regular basis. The voice was always somebody recognisable to you. I heard my brother and my mom calling my name from the basement. It was always just your name with no other words or statements. It usually happened as you entered the kitchen where you would be passing the basement door. One time I was in the basement changing a fuse and it screamed my name into my ear. That is the fastest I've ever run up a set of stairs. My mom was over for a barbecue and had gone inside to use the washroom. As she was walking back into the kitchen to go back outside, she heard me call out, Mom, from the basement. She stepped to the top of the stairs and called out to me, but she just heard me call, Mom, again. 
As she took the first step down, she looked to her left and saw me out in the yard through the main door. She came running outside and refused to be alone in the house again after that. I mean, it's not good, is it? It's not what you want to hear. And if you want to peruse those two threads that I've been talking about, so the Reddit thread and the thread on Unexplained Mysteries, I've left the link in the description of this episode. But fundamentally, there doesn't seem to be any kind of definitive answer as to what this might be when people hear the voices of their loved ones and when people see spectral images of their loved ones. I know that I've spoken about this before, but when it happens to you sort of as you're falling asleep, it's generally something called exploding head syndrome. But when it happens when people are milling around in their day-to-day life, I don't I don't know what to tell you. I can't really explain it. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot maybe your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. And story number two comes from Jeremiah. When I was in high school, about 10th to 11th grade, some friends and I were very into astral projecting and lucid dreaming. My best friend Mikey had a huge room. His mother had converted the front den into a very large bedroom. He had two beds and a couple of couches spread throughout it, so his place was always the place that we could come to hang out, smoke and just do general high school things. We would very often purposefully put the room into a state of calmness. Binaural beats, incense burning, etc., in order to try and put ourselves into the state of in-betweenness, between sleeping and awake. We'd been deep into the research online and found you had to do this type of thing to trick your body to be asleep and at the same time keep your mind awake. A bunch of friends, about six of us at the time, would always try to achieve this out-of-body experience. In the beginning, most of the times it would be interrupted by a fart or something funny and it would ultimately fail. Other times we would just fall asleep entirely. One day a couple of our friends went out to get snacks and run some errands and again the subject of astral projecting came up. So two friends and I went ahead and dimmed the lights and put on some subtle beats and went to our respective resting areas to try and achieve astral projection. I was laying on this dark red worn leather couch whose cushions never stayed on and always ended up on the floor. My two friends were laying on the beds in the corners of the room. After 20 minutes or so, my body went into a deep relaxation and it felt like my mind was going to be close behind. What I remember from this point really changed my outlook on life and I remember it vividly. I heard a loud ethereal pop which woke me up. I thought it was something in the beats we had put on YouTube but I very quickly realised it wasn't. I thought I was awake, but as soon as I started looking around the room, I realised something was off. 
First of all, I was a whole couple of feet above the couch and looking around this room, I could notice the dark room that was only lit up by the bits of light coming through the window now had a bluish hue or a tint to all of the corners and shadows. I looked around the room to see my own body sleeping with my hands to my sides and my legs outstretched in the same plank position I was relaxing in. As I was above my physical body, I could see I no longer was a human body. It looked as if I was a rounded torso with no legs or arms, but a smooth mass. You would think I would be freaking out, but I was nothing but calm. As I kept looking around, I saw my best friend still laying flat on his bed. And as if he felt I was looking at him, I saw my other friend perk up, look around the room, at both me and my friend, then lay back down on his back. After this, I thought about my friends that had left to run errands. And at this point, as if it were like blinking, I found myself in the back seat of my friend's old BMW. In the driver's and passenger seat, I saw my two friends talking about driving down a road. I even still vividly remember what they were talking about. Talking about these two girls my friends in the driver's seat had met and how they invited them over to hang out. After sitting in the back seat observing for what felt like 20 or 30 seconds, they had reached their destination and my friend put the car in park. As soon as the car was put in park, I felt a firm tug on my whole being and everything went black for a second. I had awoken on the dark red leather couch and as soon as my eyes opened I immediately knew what I had just experienced. Being super excited because I finally experienced something we'd been trying to achieve for months I blurted out to my friends my experiences and as soon as I got finished explaining my two friends that I was just in the back seat of their car walked through the door. I was psyched because to me this proved that I was in their car and they had parked at the house. I'm 23 years old now and that has been the most profound experience of my life and I will never forget it. This next story happened to my brother, but I was present and I will tell you both perspectives. When I was younger, me and my brothers got sent to live with my dad and his wife for a few years. I currently live in Albuquerque, New Mexico, but we were sent to live about 40 minutes away in a more rural town called Bellin. We lived with my dad in a home that was on a few acres. All of our neighbours had quite a bit of land and at the back of our property there was a big empty field with a gate that had been knocked down by the previous owners. One day my dad was tasked with fixing that portion of the fence to close off the property from the big empty lot that stretched for about three quarters of a mile or so. I'm the youngest of four boys, but myself and my brother that was closest to me in age and my oldest brother were all out a bit before dusk with my father digging post holes for the fence. My oldest brother and father doing most of the work and me and my brother close to me in age were observing their work. I don't remember when or why, but at some point I was watching the work being done and I heard my brother that was standing next to me scream bloody murder. The weird thing was he wasn't beside me anymore. The scream was coming from about a quarter of a mile into the empty field that stood between us. I vividly remember my father going into a full sprint in order to get to him. My father reached my brother and his scream turned into a defeated cry. We went inside and left the fence for another day and didn't really speak about it again for a while, but I still had so many questions. He was right beside me. How did he get so far into the field in such a short time frame and why was he screaming? I couldn't get any answers out of my brother for a while and eventually stopped questioning what happened. 
Years later, I was 23, having breakfast with both of my brothers who had been present and the subject finally came up again. Remember that time you were in the field crying when we were building that fence? My oldest brother asked. Yeah, dude, I'm just remembering that now. I totally forgot about it. My brother started to finally tell us his side of the story and what happened to him that night. We were watching Dad and Bubba put up the fence and I got this tap on my shoulder. I turned around and I saw a huge black shadowy thing, had to be about 15 feet tall. As soon as I turned around I felt suffocated like I couldn't breathe. I stood there for a minute looking at this thing as I was paralysed and it started to move closer to me until all that surrounded me was darkness and my breathing got worse. I finally snapped out of it and screamed and I remember Dad picking me up and walking back into the house. I must have passed out and hallucinated or something. My older brother and I looked at each other shocked. My oldest brother broke into the abrupt silence with, I don't know how you ended up a quarter of a mile into the empty field though. My brother's face went pale. What do you mean a quarter of a mile into the field? I was right behind you guys when it all happened. Then I screamed and dad picked me up off the ground. No dude, I said. You were deep in the field. I vividly remember your scream from a distance. And I remember dad running in a full sprint through the field. I remember him carrying you back to the house. All of that. My brother still couldn't believe this and to this day we don't know what that thing was or how he got that far. My brother doesn't remember going into the field and doesn't remember anything else about that big shadow. Okay, first of all, astral projection, lucid dreaming, all of that crack fascinates me. Like, I have at times been able to lucid dream. You know, a couple of times when I've been dreaming, I've been able to go, okay, Emma, you're dreaming you know, you need to either wake up or you need to change the, the course of this dream because it's it's not it's not giving nice, pleasant dream right now. So lucid dreaming, I think, is a really cool thing to be able to do. But I have to say, I find the thought of astral projection like really scary because I'd be thinking, what if I can't get back into my body? What if I'm stuck in this kind of weird in-between plane and, and my soul, spirit, whatever it is, isn't able to get back into my body? But I can totally see how that would fundamentally alter your perception of reality if you're suddenly able to do this or you have an experience with this. And I love that you were the high school kids who were like talking about astral projection and lying there in a room trying to figure out, trying to learn together how to astral project. I mean, it's such a vibe. And what the heck happened with your brother? That's crazy. Like, what was that big 15 foot shadow? Like, that's enormous. Was it some sort of portal even though you know you guys know how I feel about saying something's a portal but is it some sort of portal where you got yeeted into the middle or he got yeeted into the middle of the field I'd be screaming too let me tell you I would be curious to know what your dad's thoughts on it were like if your dad was like this is something paranormal supernatural that we're just not going to discuss and not going to mess with like what did your dad think happened to your brother at that point and is it possible for an entity, a thing to be that powerful that it can like teleport you to the middle of a field a quarter of a mile away because the thought of that is giving me the heebie-jeebies it's making me feel a bit funny 
Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. Thank you to Kelly and Jeremiah for sending in your stories. Remember, the last story came from the 7th of February, 2023. And if you would like to send in your story, you can do so by emailing it to reallifeghoststoriespodcast at gmail.com. You can also check out the website reallifeghoststoriespodcast.com. And I would really appreciate it if you could vote for Real Life Ghost Stories in the Listener's Choice Award for the British Podcast Awards. The link is in the description of this episode. And if you are desperate for some extra content, you can subscribe to Patreon. That is patreon.com forward slash real life ghost stories, where for $5 a month or $2 a month, you get access to heaps of extra content, as well as every single main and mini episode completely ad free. And on that note, I shall see you next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.